Welcome back to the Songus Center here on the campus of UMass Lowell in Lowell, Massachusetts, where the score after one is UMass Lowell leading Merrimack one to nothing. Mike Macknick with John Leahy joining us in the first intermission here. It is Jock O'Connolly, the esteemed college hockey writer for the Boston Herald. And uh, Jocko, that first period couldn't have started worse, I guess, for Merrimack. Uh, couldn't have started better for Lowell, but after that, especially after I think Merrimack killed that penalty to Gould in the first minute, things kind of evened out a bit. Lowell probably was a little better of the play, but uh, you know, it could be a lot worse for Merrimack in particular at this point. I agree, and I, I think Merrimack was clearly looking for a faster start, uh, especially after last night when kind of the tables were turned on them a little bit, and if it wasn't for uh, Tyrannin, that uh, they would have been in for even longer night last night, so he really bailed them out. But uh, yeah, getting off uh, to that rocky start, they're giving up the first goal, that, that wasn't a good sign. Um, I, as I watched the period, I, it, it was, it's, it, I kind of got the feeling that and this is a little bit for both teams. It's almost like they, they both have forgotten how to play. I mean, they, you know, maybe they're hitting that lull in the season where, you know, it's, you know, there's other things going on. There's snowstorms and everything else. The Patriots in the Super Bowl. I don't know what, but maybe the, the focus is in what what it should be. And I, I often remember uh, the, the former Harvard coach, Mark Mazzolini, used to have a saying when his team really wasn't, uh, you know, showing the right focus and everything. He said, we're not showing the right jam. And I, I think that's a good way to put it, I, I, and especially for in Merrimack's case. I think, that, you know, they've got to up the tempo and get back to basics and kind of refocus and kind of circle the wagons and, and basically, you know, find that jam again that, that you know, you, you know served them so well earlier in the season. You know, coming off of last night's game, too, with the way that it was so one-sided, you know, the role, not just the shots or the shot attempts or whatever. I mean, I felt watching the game that, uh, I mean, if they kept time of possession in hockey, which they don't, it probably would have been 80-85% in favor of Lowell. And so you knew that Merrimack wanted to change that tonight. Giving up a goal in the first shift doesn't help, but I thought after that they did a better job. I mean, the shots were pretty even. There weren't a lot of good quality chances. That's the kind of road period and, and road game that Merrimack, Merrimack wants to play. Yes, and I and I, I, I recall when Jack Parker was coaching at Boston University, he used to have a, a saying that they don't add up the yardage. And and I think uh, Merrimack may have been lulled into a, a false sense of security uh, of relying too much on Tyrannin last night and maybe came out tonight and figured, well, okay, he'll bail us out. Uh, you know, we don't have to work hard and skate hard and everything. And, you know, it's still a team game. You know, everybody's got to be pulling on the oars together. So I, I think you'll see a better effort in the second period. I think Mark will certainly uh, bang some lockers down there in between periods and make sure that they have the right mindset coming out for the second period. You know, we're here, what, nine games to go after tonight. I think it's eight games to go for Merrimack in the regular season, and I don't know that anybody thought they'd be at this point coming off of last year and where they were. So, you know, we're talking about things like the pairwise and being in a position there to get home ice in the first round, or maybe even better, depending on what happens down the stretch here, but, you know, it's, it's almost hard to forget. I mean, the expectations get raised, right, throughout the season, so now we're talking about those things, and, and if, if you fail to get them, it, it, it ends up being a bit of a disappointment but realistically, I mean, you know, as somebody who watches across the region in college hockey, you mean they're having a pretty good year. 
Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I, you know, I don't think there's any any reason to panic and start looking too far down the road with the nine games left. Uh, I mean, you still have to take it, you know, weekend by weekend series, and I, I think coaches are more focused on trying to get maybe three out of four points on a weekend, and as opposed to worrying, you know, what's going to happen the first week of March. That's still a long way off, and you know, I, the other thing is, you know, teams, are, you know, some teams have injuries, you know, teams are, uh, you know, find, still finding their personnel. I mean. One of, one of the reasons why Northeastern has been on such a great run of late is the fact that all of a sudden they've got a two-goal goalie ro- rotation, you know. So teams are, you know, really still in a kind of a metamorphosis stage and, and there's a long way to go. And But I, I think, uh, you know, by all accounts, uh, the job that Mark Dennehy's done with Merrimack this year has just been phenomenal. And on the Lowell side of things, I mean, uh, uh, much better than people thought from them coming into the season as well. What, I mean, what is it that you see? I mean, everybody's trying to figure it out, right? Well, what what is the, the magic formula for, for success here? What's Norm Bazin been able to do? Well, I think I think from his standpoint, I, I think it's his, his system. Um, he has a system. He believes it, and uh, you know, he doesn't change it no matter what. You know, sometimes you see teams change to try to fit their personnel or their perceived personnel. And, and Normie doesn't do that. He sticks to the formula. He knows where he wants to plug certain guys in. And it, it's kind of like, you know, they have to buy in right away. And if they don't, they don't play. And uh, I think uh, it's been working for him. It worked for him before up at Hamilton. And I think he's just carried it with him. And I think that's what makes successful coaches. All right, Beanpot coming up on Monday night. Harvard, BU, Northeastern, BC. Seems like the most balanced tournament in years. I know Harvard's a little bit down. We have so many guys out of the lineup, but handicapped the tournament. How do, how do you see it shaking out? Well, if you had asked somebody two months ago, I think it probably would have come down to, you know, maybe BU, Harvard, 1-1-A. One, one and one a. Uh, And now it's kind of, you know, a little bit up for grabs. Um, you know, BU's been a little, you know, roller coaster, even though they've been winning. Uh, um, you know, I had a couple of bumps in the road where, you know, I think people just put too much expectations on the kid's shoulder. Everybody forgets he's still only 18 years old um, and trying to deal with campus life and going to classes and all this other stuff and whether he's going to be number one or two. So that's a that's a fact. I think he'll get back to normal once he gets in the garden and uh, on the big stage. That four I, points last night too, so not too yeah, bad. Certainly <laughs> UMass has become his favorite team. He's got four goals and four four assists in two games against him, so that's not, not bad. But uh, I in Harvard's standpoint, they've lost their best defenseman, McNally, for the whole year with their apparent knee injury. So that's that's really going to affect them. And, and, of course, their top two centers, Kerfoot and Malone, are out with concussions. They've already lost Colin Blackwell uh, to a concussion. And, and hopefully, I, I wish good things for Colin. I hope he comes back. But, you know, it's becoming more and more doubtful with, with all the poor injuries he's had. Um, and all of a sudden, now you've got BC kind of putting it together a little bit, as Jerry York teams do. And, and as I mentioned earlier, Northeastern with the two-goalie uh, rotation, they've got a couple of great defensemen and Matt Benning and this freshman Garrett Cockerell, um, and a couple of players are stepping up up top with uh, Snyderman and Smatsula, and of course Wise, the straw that stirs the drink, and all of a sudden he's decided 
decided to pick up his game, and he's flying right now. And he was the bean pot MVP two years ago as a freshman on a losing team. So that shows that they're, they're coming hard. So uh, it's going to be a great tournament. And um, right now, I don't know. I mean, uh, sentimental choice, I think, for the good of the tournament. You know, you have to give a little bit to the Huskies. And they're the la- they, they, they haven't won it in the longest period of time, 1988. So I think for the good of the tournament, uh, you know, I think uh, they'll have the sentimental choice in the garden. But we'll see. All right, it's Super Bowl tomorrow. Patriots, Seahawks, what's your pick? Well, I don't know. I'm a former season ticket holder from many years ago in the old Schaefer Stadium, so I, I got a rule for the Patriots, but I also like Pete Carroll. I've been a fan of his. I thought he did a great job on the college level, too. And uh, So I just hope it's a great game. I mean, uh, that, that's the big thing with Super Bowls because we've seen some great games and we've seen some kind of clunkers, if you want to call it that. So I just hope it's a good game. All right, that's fair enough. Uh, thanks a lot, Doc. We appreciate you joining us. And uh, uh, folks, check out his work in the Boston Herald, also bostonherald.com. Jocko Connolly from the Boston Herald. Thanks, Jocko. Thanks, Michael. All right, we'll be back with more right after this. The Warriors trail low by the score of one to nothing. This is Warrior Hockey.